Hey, Clark. Yes, John? Have you ever heard a conversation on a podcast or a radio and think to yourself, these guys are idiots. I know more than they do. I'm actually thinking that right now. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what? Oh, nothing. Uh, where are we going with that? Uh, right. Well, uh, now you get the chance to prove your knowledge by guesting on the podcast, This is Getting Old, with a topic of your suggestion. Wow. How does someone go about doing that? Well, all they have to do is send us an email at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. And don't forget the website at gettingoldpod.com. That's right, Clark. And now, um, what were you saying about the other thing? I was saying, let's get on with the show. Just human. And I'm getting old. Just getting old. Just getting old. Welcome to another episode of This Is Getting Old, the podcast where we dive not into just nostalgia anymore, but every various topic that you want to discuss. My name is John, and with me I have my co-host... Clark. Clark, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. I got a little bit of a cold, so I hope the uh, the listeners can bear with me. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have, a, have a newborn at home, and I don't know if any of you guys have newborns or have, have uh, siblings that were, you know, babies at one point, but they are petri dishes. They, uh, I mean, you know, they, they get the sniffles, the whole house has got it. Yeah. Um, they're building their immune systems and um, taking ours down. How is, uh, how's, how's your daughter been doing lately? I know it's been a, I know you've dealt with this experience before, but it's been some time. Well, the the newborn is, um, believe it or not, I mean, you don't know much about, I guess, about Amelia, who's my five-year-old, but she um, is very stubborn like her mom, <laughs> and uh, um, the, you know, I, I really didn't think that any other, I mean, she, she's strong-willed, she's super smart, but I didn't think any other, you know, we, if we had another kid, they'd like, okay, well, really? they broke the mold, they, you know, there's no way a kid would be more stubborn, but good God, man. <laughs> Nora is, you know, my newborn is... Ten times worse, and I mean, I hope in the end that means she's going to be a strong woman, right? I would um, hope but so. She, uh, man, it's, it's not she. Like, just for example, if you if you just pull her finger, just just barely just move it in one way, she's pushing it opposite the opposite <laughs> way. If you, you move up her arm, she's pulling it down, right? You're trying to move her head, yeah, you know, she pull, turns her head. Um, she's resilient. She's, uh, yeah, it's a handful. Yeah, I I get that. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it comes from your your older daughter as well. The fact that she's in so many different extracurricular activities and everything too. Oh yeah, she started um, dance and soccer. Well, she she's been she she started dance last year, um, but she started soccer this year, and we decided to continue with dance. So you know, her week is is completely full on top of starting kindergarten for the first you know her first year in kindergarten. So it's been it's been fun. So that means your week is now completely full. That's correct. <laughs> I'm not at that stage yet, but you know the fact that he's two and I have he has so many options left in the world now to choose and pick and do whatever he wants. I'm very, very much dreading that day. Are you are you seeing um, not to get too off topic or you know to extend this too far? But are you seeing a lot of yourself in him? Um, I actually see. I'm not a smiley very chipper kind of guy when someone says smile for the camera I'm that person who stares at the camera just who I am and recently I started looking back at some pictures of 
uh, Liam growing up. And man, that child does not smile at the camera. And I'm like, I realized that I might be a really bad influence with that. So as of the last year or so, I've been trying to be a little bit more chipper, smile around, at least with the camera and everything, to try and get him to smile more. So that scares me if he's picking that up right away. I don't want him to yeah. hate the world now. Hate it it's later. It's weird, man, how genetics work. It's like, uh, you yeah, know, there's, there's things that we'll never know, I guarantee it. But like, um, like um, Amelia, uh, to calm down, she, she, goes, she, she grabs her ear and kind of, Kind of plays with it like that's before she goes to bed she gets tired she plays with it that's her that's her thing when i was a kid i used to like grab my hair and kind of play with it mm-hmm. kind of something nora has started grabbing her ear and kind of playing it. and it's like what is like what is like, why is that the like i don't know how, how is that replicated um almost precisely you know? i get that totally because liam's that person that when he's laying down his blanket he has to hold the tags in his hand, and he has to like hold and rub the tags and everything like that, and actually it helps him calm down and fall asleep. So, I get that. Cool, man. Well, a little bit off topic, but right before we uh, get out there and join this uh, discussion of the day, which will be mentioned shortly, um, just have a quick question for you. I know we discussed this um, at the previous attempt of recording this, but. Um, is there anything that the listeners do not know about you as of this moment that you would like to get out there? Well, uh, they probably don't know. Um, and I know that we've, we've had you know, a, few, a few podcasts, and I guess the listeners will, will get to know us more and more. But um, I, don't, I doubt that any of them know that I have published a book. Um, and it's a, it's a children's book. It's called Across the Lunchroom. Um, my pen name is J. Frederick Clark, no E in the middle of Fred and Rick, um, J. Frederick Clark. And you can find it on Amazon, but it's, um, I like to say this because I know all the connotations with saying, hey, I got a book of poetry out. You know, you think that it's rainbows and sunshine and the wind blew and whatever, piece of grass fell and <laughs> whatever. Um, but it's, it's more of a, like, Shel Silverstein, if you've ever, um, read the, you know, uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends or Falling Up, um, kind of weird, kind of funny, but... It follows a, a middle school or high school or even elementary school. I, you know, it's, it's kind of ambiguous. But it follows him from um, like the first day of school through the school year, and it's a love story beginning to end. So, um, pick it up, pick it up, and if you you know, if you want, let me know. I may just send it to you. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I I haven't got to read everything in it, but like I mentioned to you, the haiku one. Um, really enjoyed it because I didn't know how to write an haiku until there literally is a note in the book that shows you 575 and it literally wrote out the way to write a haiku and I'm like I'm 28 years old and I just figured out how to write a haiku <laughs> well you're welcome for that um, it's funny how like an, if an, an adult reads it the the, um, the poem or the entry that stands out is different than when like my daughter's favorite I think her favorite um, poem is called uh, Boogers Everywhere. Um, <laughs> so that's, you know, yours is the haiku, so it's a little more sophisticated, I guess, but um, it's just funny, man. No, yeah, I agree. Well, for the listeners, uh, I myself, I own close to over 700 DVDs, and that does not include the digital copies or anything like that. And actually, one of the movies that I personally enjoyed growing up, at least through high school, that I watched all the time was A Walk to Remember. And it's really weird because... I mean, it seems like a girly kind of love story movie and everything like that. But for some reason, there's just something about it to me that I truly enjoyed. I don't know if it's the soundtrack. I don't know if it's just the principle. Because I've seen the story 
being told in different ways. But it, there was just something about this. Plus, I enjoyed uh, Manny Moore and the fact like her singing voice was really good in that movie. Well, yeah, she's. I mean, you know, she's the voice of Rapunzel and Tangled. She, I mean, she's she's um, probably about all the pop stars that came out around her time. I would really consider her the most like level-headed, the most oh yeah, really kind of successful in a way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, she's also you know like she's like every girl, right? She's the every girl. Yeah. Plus, um, I, I really enjoyed her in like Saved. Like that's another one of those movies right around that same time. I really enjoyed her in. Yeah. Well, um, I think that that, I mean, that that cast, if you look back, was was pretty good. I know, um, and I'm trying to just remember, but I think like Daryl Hannah was in it. Um, help me remember, but I feel like there was uh, you know it's pretty people who are who are famous now. You know, we're we're in we're in it. Well, I know. Um, I think. Do you remember the show, The Salem, or like Salem Witch Trials, or something like that? Salem. I think it's just called Salem, right? I think it was Salem. Yeah, the main actor from that. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't remember, but he was in the movie. Yeah. I, I don't know. Good movie, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, today, rather than talk about the Predator movies, seeing, uh, you know, the fact that the Predator movie just got released in theaters, but we decided not to talk about that purely because, really, you've only seen the first Predator movie, and this new one that actually was released recently, um, have not heard great reviews on it. But... It's a shame. It is a shame, because I really, when I saw the original trailers, I was excited for it, but unfortunately, the, a lot of the reviews that I'm hearing, it's, they're not very encouraging. We also think that, I mean, just, just general cinematography's gotten better, you just feel like, this is probably going to be really good. <laughs> uh, you had hoped, I think the problem is, um, one, of the, one of the reviews that I heard is, it looked like they were trying to film four different styles of movies, and it mm. didn't end up adhering to any of those styles. It just was its own thing and kept giving hints of different styles. Wow, so it never really picked up and stayed with the same, yeah, same theme. Rather than be a thriller or a horror movie or suspense or just something funny, they just never stuck to anything. It was just its own thing. Wow. Well... The thing is, the reason why I came up with the discussion that we're going to talk about today is because I found out that Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally supposed to be in this movie. He was written for the movie, but he decided not to be in it because he had rather do the James Cameron sequel coming up, the new Terminator movie. And so I decided, hey, let's talk about the Terminator franchise and what hopefully we can expect from this new movie. Yeah, so the new movie comes out when, you know? I believe it was 2019 was the original date. I, it may have got moved back. I'm not 100% sure because um, roughly a couple months ago, Arnold actually suffered a heart attack. Or, I'm sorry, uh, open heart surgery. So, not sure how much that sets them back, per se. But I have seen f uh, pictures on set of Linda Hamilton. Was it, I mean, is it a stupid question to say, is he going to pretty much reprise the... the the Terminator role? God, I really don't know, because the problem is, it's it's a time travel movie. And yeah. as much as I love time travel movies, I hate time travel movies, because it's so hard to understand where they're going with this. And I'll explain that why, I'll explain that exactly why in the uh, Terminator Genesis, spelled wrong, by the way, 
Genesis is the way it's spelled in the damn tra movie, <laughs> but I'll explain why I don't like time travel because of that. But let's start off from the original Terminator. Um, 1984 is when it was originally uh, when it originally came out. It was written and directed by James Cameron, as well as uh, portrayed by Arnold Schwarzenegger as the original T-800 Terminator. Right, and so you were telling me um, before we went we went live um, <clears throat> that there was there's kind of a, a conspiracy theory out there. Maybe not quite a conspiracy theory, but there's a um, like this idea that, that maybe James Cameron stole the uh, stole the I guess the idea for for Terminator. Yeah, the idea is he actually stole the idea, and he will not to this day agree with the fact that he stole it, but. Uh, the original story came from the show Outer Limits. There was an episode called Soldier, and it basically was the same principle of uh, a future war had happened, a soldier goes back in time to protect the person who basically is the new leader and everything like that in the future. So it's basically ripped from the same idea. But I believe you had a uh, <laughs> one of uh, James Cameron's true uh beliefs that the reason why he thought he came up with it yeah he um i know that he during the time where the i guess the accusations were, were um coming about he i found a quote him kind of kind of talking about you know how where, where he, he got the idea from and he said um that he got really sick <laughs> and i don't have the quote in front of me anymore but um he had like a fever dream and you know like a metal figure coming out of fire um, that had been stripped, you know, the skin had been stripped away by the fire and, mm -hmm. and exposed. And he said that just kind of, um, he kind of ran with that, but he always had a, some, uh, he always had a dream to um, write a script for, uh, about a, a definitive robot story. Um, because at that time, it had never really been done. You're right, yeah. I mean, uh, the whole movie, I mean, I watched it when I was eight, and I probably shouldn't have because, you know, rated R movie, it's not exactly the uh, best thing for a child to watch. But right. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, like the horror vibe, it gives you this this literally unstoppable machine coming after you. It's so cool to watch this idea you know, come onto the screen. I know that um, that Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to be... Um, the main guy in the movie, but he also wanted to be, um, he wanted to be, like, the hero. Mm -hmm. so I know there was, there was some kind of a debate between him and James Cameron about... Well, the the original person that was supposed to play the original Terminator was O.J. Simpson. And... O.J. did it. What's funny is, uh, he was considered, yes, that's a good idea, but at the same time, the production company, Orion Pictures... Uh, decided it's probably not the best idea because they thought he was too much of a... Uh, what was the word that you used? Uh, he was a... Um, he had a, a, a nice guy image. <laughs> nice guy image. Yeah, O.J. Simpson had too much of a nice guy image for, <laughs> for the role. <laughs> yeah, it's ironic. Yeah, it's a little, a little ironic, huh? Yeah, of course. But Cameron actually had Arnold pinned to play Kyle Reese, the original hero of the movie that comes back from the future to actually save and protect Sarah Connor. And then they decided that he was better fit for the Terminator, and then they brought in 
uh, Michael Bean to play Kyle Reese, who had actually been in a James Cameron movie in the past. I believe it was Abyss, if I'm not mistaken. I never saw Abyss. I know everyone talks about Abyss being this miracle at the time, this amazing uh, CGI that no one had ever touched any, anything like that before. It was this, you know, masterpiece is what I've heard, but I've never watched it. I have my issues with some James Cameron movies, I guess. Well, let me ask you real quick, just because that's popped in my head. What do you think about Avatar? I despise quick, Avatar. Quick. Every part of it, you didn't, you didn't like the first one, you didn't like the idea of it. What's the, what's, what's going on? Um, there's a couple reasons why I, Avatar came out and literally everyone's like, see, uh, this was the beginning of 3D in theaters. Like it was really when 3D in the movie theater started happening rather than yeah. just go to like Disney and watch a 3D movie or something like that. And Everyone kept talking about how amazing it was, and it was this next big leap, and it's stolen. It's it's. I didn't like the story. It was well, like way too long. Um, was really uncomfortable with realizing that they're having sex with each other with their tails, and then they use their <laughs> tails to ride animals and everything like that. It kind of creeped me out. But it's literally just Pocahontas too. Yeah, right. I know that was the biggest like. The tree, all like it, it just was Pocahontas. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I just don't like it. It wasn't an original idea. I hate the fact that it made almost the most money ever. <laughs> like that irritates the hell out of me. I don't. Know, I just don't like giving Cameron that kind of credit. And the so fact that he's now like coming you out. Bought with... your tickets for the next two. Oh, you know, you mean the next four? Because was it four? <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> oh, I've heard my. now four. It keeps changing. That's the problem. Well, I know at Disney they just didn't they just open the like Avatar Land. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. We're off topic, but no, I just it's you're just, good. I think it's, that's interesting it's James Cameron. People, it's, people yeah. need to we know. We do a whole podcast on uh, on Avatar, probably. Probably, honestly. Sounds like you'd be mad the whole time, though. I'll probably be fuming the entire time <laughs> we talk about it. Get away from his tail! God damn it! That is really weird. I just didn't think about the like. They connect to the animals just like they connect to each other, and yeah. Uh-huh. It's a little weird. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A little strange. <laughs> For the people that don't know, uh, when this first movie was written by James Cameron and sold to the company, he actually sold the script for one dollar. One dollar? One dollar, with the intention that he was going to write any changes in the script that needed to be done, but he also was going to direct the movie. Okay, so it was it, 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 the one dollar did pay off for him. Yes, you think one dollar, and it's like, man, you could have sold it for a lot more. What's his deal? But it was a strategic move for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what's funny is he actually used this script um, to he put it out in Hollywood so other people could kind of see what he can do and what he came up with, and he actually got the movie Aliens because of this movie which is actually my favorite James Cameron movie it's a good one um, I still have n nightmares about um, Alien coming through my, my chest <laughs> chest bursters <laughs> yeah. oh I love those you love them? <laughs> I love them the, the whole concept of the artwork in those movies are just fantastic 
I was I already mentioned that Michael Bean was one of the people that he actually played Kyle Reese in the movie, and Arnold was the original pick for that. But actually, someone else was also uh, almost played Kyle Reese, and it was Sting from The Police. Oh, the the Sting, Sting, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, was he? Was he? I guess at that time he was probably super popular. Yeah, at that time, it wasn't nothing with acting. Probably, it was yeah. probably just let's get this guy in here. 1984, the police were huge. Oh, yeah. That's a fun little fact. Also, what's kind of interesting about this movie, it did they did not put a lot of money into this movie. $6.4 million into this movie. And in return, they actually made uh, $78.3 million in the box office. So this is 1984 still? Yes, 1984. So, yeah, so that, that, I mean, that's a lot of money anyway, but at that time... Oh, yeah. That, that's a crap ton of money. Especially being the fact that it's a rated R movie. Right. Wow. Well, the other interesting thing is that when they wrote the sequel, Terminator 2, it was years later, because that came out in 1991. So for a movie that was this successful, um, it's kind of insane to me that it took, what, seven years to come out? I mean, if you kind of kind of to our our Avatar conversation, I mean, this has been quite a decade since the first Avatar came out. I think people are also fighting back and don't want to see another sequel to that movie. Just saying. <laughs> Just present company, right? <laughs> of course. But uh, what's I've got crazy little facts from T two. It's the fact that T two Arnold had now by ninety one been this huge star. he walked into this movie he actually received 15 million dollars to play a guy who basically says like 250 words the entire movie yeah right he gets to ride a badass bike he just sits there looks badass and that's about it he gets to, he does, he gets to like spin that shotgun and that's pretty cool the way he spins the shotgun and cocks it and shoots it at uh, T-1000 right to this day if there's a nerf gun that is a shotgun. I attempt to shoot it like that. <laughs> Did you ever succeed? Uh, a couple times, but it's just <laughs> one of those. It didn't cock all the way all the time. And uh, the other thing about T2 is it actually was at the time in 1991 the largest budget used on a movie. It actually was 96 million dollars. And yet, yeah, now you think about that now, and some of the People listening may not think that that's a whole lot, but then again, that's that was a whole lot of a whole lot of bread. Yeah, I know. Like a lot of movies today, it's like 300, 250 million dollars for some yeah. insane blockbusters. But you know, CGI back then wasn't what it is today, and 96 million dollars in '91 is nuts. Just just to kind of um, bring it back to what we're talking about, the, the whole 3D. 3D deal, and I guess Avatar again, but um, I just wanted to say I went to a Universal Studios when I was a kid, I don't know if you've ever been there, ever seen the, uh, no. the, the Terminator 3D um, attraction. No, I haven't, um, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, I remember that was, I love anything 3D, and that's, I always have, um, but that was so so much fun, and that was based on Terminator 2, so it's like, um, 
a uh, you, you sit down in the theater, of course, you have the 3D glasses, and it's it's kind of 4D because you get you actually feel like water, and you know there's a lot of a lot of things like that. But mm-hmm. um, like a, a a Cyberdyne spokeswoman, you know, welcome to the you know, you're checking out our new models of our tournament, you know, um, and then uh, I think uh, John Connor busts in and like breaks it up and um, is like, no, no, you, you don't listen to her and. Um, and then, you know, Robert Patrick's character comes out and um, it's like he has, you know, his face is on a screen. And then so your 3D glasses are on, but like it, it like kind of it's metallic and it melts. It comes like mm-hmm. towards your face. And I remember being as a kid, like, you know, you sh- oh, my God, you know, it feels like it's coming at you. Um, and it was just, man, that was such a such a fun, a fun attraction. And that was, you know, I saw that probably really cl- close to when I first saw the movie. Um that's yeah, just kind of a, a size. It was a, it was a really really cool um, cool attraction. Yeah, I I've seen you know uh, special features in the actual T uh, two DVD about the three D thing, but I've never actually got to sit there and watch it or anything like that. I know they used Edward Furlong as John Connor in the movie and everything, but yeah, yeah I've never got to unfortunately see it in person. Yeah, I mean, it's, and again, like if you like three D, and I, I don't even know if it's still there. It may not be there anymore, but um, it was there as of. I guess early 2000s or early 2010. I can't remember last time I went up there. 2010 or so. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's been a, it's been a while. But um, you know, I mean, it just as it heats up, like you're looking at one screen and like some acting outside of the you know on the stage in front of the screen, and then like they go into the screen. Yeah. Um, so you're, like you're in a futuristic world, and like it heats up when they get to like the Skynet's inner core, um, and then like you know to your sides like more like the curtains come up you didn't even know the screens are there now so now it's like your whole peripheral is like this 3d these 3d screens yeah um and then like uh, as they're as they're like working on a computer to try to shut it down or whatever um this big this big spider looking creature this all metallic comes out and like it's as his arms go towards them you know it's 3d so it's coming at your face like it's mm-hmm. like slashing at you um and then i think eventually they um they freeze it and 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 um like blasted open like you you know you feel like these pieces of water hit you in the face when it um you know when, when that happens it's just fun it's just, okay. it was a fun a fun thing it's based directly on um terminator 2 yeah well um the other thing that i don't know if a lot of people know but at the time edward furlong i believe he was 13 or 14 when they first started filming this movie and actually he actually started going through puberty at the time and what's funny about that is, after the movie was shot and done, they had to uh, ADR his voice because oh, wow. he, he became so pitchy in his voice that they actually had to redub his lines. Wow. So, yeah, I imagine that. Um, yeah, you said he, so. He started at thirteen. Yeah, I think it was thirteen. Yeah, I'm oh, trying yeah. to find it, but I'm not. I'm not seeing it on my screen anymore. So yeah, so it's like they they shoot for you know five and a half months or so, and then record most of the dialogue. Then all of a sudden, like it's towards the end or like a pivotal part, he's got to say something. All of a sudden, it's a it's the voice cracks. <laughs> oh my god, mom! We gotta do this. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta change this. We gotta fix this. So. What's also to tweak it post production? Yeah, well, what's also funny is they actually on scenes where uh, they're outside or anything like that, they actually dug a hole and the ground for him to stand in because he was actually growing throughout the movie being done too. So they actually had to keep him the same like height. Slouch, slouch down? <laughs> like, did they really have to dig a hole? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just loved reading that when I saw that. That's funny. Uh, 
the other thing that I thought was very interesting about this movie is that uh, the woman who played Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton, she actually has a twin sister, and so one of the abilities of the T-1000, the villain in the movie, is that he can shapeshift and actually become anybody else. So anytime you see her with herself in the actual movie, when you see them next to each other, it's actually her twin sister portraying her. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet no one would know that. I didn't know that until you just said it. Yeah, that's one of those things I learned like a year ago, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of actually really cool. This segment is brought to you by Log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. Log. Whenever I, I ever hear something like that, I think of that Simpsons episode where they cut down a tree, and it's got Lisa's face on it, and it's like traveling throughout you know, the United States and then heads out to sea. And they're actually singing, this log is your log, this log is my log. It's great. It's one of my favorite episodes I ever watched. This log is your log, this log is my log, when lightning struck it, it kicked the bucket. Well, let's move on to T3. And the thing about T3 is that it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, Period. Because T three is um, early two thousands, right? So this has brought us into the two thousands. Yeah. So the the whole point of T two is it's called Judgment Day, and the concept is they are trying to stop Judgment Day, and <laughs> the fact that there's a third movie and they say Judgment Day was stopped. We killed the Terminator. We burned all the remains of the previous Terminator from the first movie, and Arnold sacrificed himself. There should be. Literally no sequel to this movie. We capped it right there. Yeah. And unfortunately, they made a sequel in 2003 called Rise of the Machines. And they made a decision to uh, cast the first female Terminator. Yes. And it was kind of like a weird mix between a T-800 and a T-1000. Because she had the, the exoskeleton, or, or the endoskeleton, I guess is what you would call it. But yeah. she also had the liquid metal on top of it that allowed her to shapeshift. I do know that, in a way, this movie was more of a parody on the Terminator franchise than it's than you would think. Because there's legit a moment in the... Uh, I believe it was the commentary. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger actually does it for this movie. And in the scene where the female... Uh, when she's sitting in the car, she gets pulled over by the cops, he looks up, he, he looks at her, and then she notices that the billboard in front of her has this woman with a very large chest. So she enhances her own chest to appease the police officer in the movie. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, yeah, uh, it's great to have large boobs, or something, something like that in the commentary. <laughs> I'm like, wow! The fact that he just says it is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. But even with the scene where, uh, in T2, where he gets the biker's uh, entire outfit, he gets the bike, he gets the awesome shades, in T3, he basically goes into a male strip club. Yeah. Gets the, gets the clothes from a male stripper, and then as he's walking out, he goes to pull out the shades, and it's like legit glittery insane star stripper glasses so does he know did he 
you say it's a parody. Like, is that like your opinion? Like, it seems like a parody, or, or do you, is there more background to that? I honestly, I think, in my opinion, and I know other people have said it too, that I listen to on other podcasts or I've heard in other conversations that they agree with me. It's more of a parody on itself than anything else. But what's insane is Arnold made twenty nine million dollars from the third movie. Wow. So. He, it may have not have been a parry to him, but he got paid for it. It sounds like, you know, when you have, like, you, you, you know, a band starts out, they have that first album, and it's, like, indie, and it's, like, then it's raw, it's them, it's good. The second one's, like, them, like, you know what, we know we can, we have some success, you know, it's, mm-hmm. let's try some new stuff. That's pretty good, too, but then that third album comes out, they've added <laughs> some, too much reverb, and uh, too, too many, you know, uh, you know, triple tracks, the, the vocals or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and it's like this really is um, a shame that this is what this has become. And the other thing that I didn't like about the third movie is that, again, like I said, T two Judgment Day, they stop Judgment Day, and then in T three, it's like, oh, it's inevitable. It was always going to happen. I'm like, well, then what's the freaking point? Why yeah. would you make it so important in the last movie? Well, two. I mean, in two thousand and three, I mean. If you're a fan from 1984, a fan of the uh, franchise, I mean, you're you're either you probably either lost interest um, by 2003, or they are trying to get new, um, you know, new followers, right? Yeah, I guess. I think the biggest thing for me is they didn't bring Edward Furlong back. But to be fair, Edward Furlong did not age well, and he got really into narcotics, so. I understand not bringing him back. So when they brought in, I think his name is Nick Stahl to play John Connor, it was by this time the fourth actor to play John Connor because you had the future version of him in every movie that you kind of saw in little glimpses, but then you get the young version of him in T2 and now this version in T3. So at this juncture, we've already had four John Connors. So let's move on from them and actually go on to movie that I can't believe was made. I watched a trailer for it, um, and I thought to myself, what the hell are they doing? And that's Terminator Salvation. And that came out in 2009. Okay, so that's a few years, few years later. Yeah. And the concept of this movie was uh, they actually took a man on death row who was going to die and they were able to actually kind of put mechanical parts in his body to, I guess, keep him alive. And I guess he was the building block to putting skin on top of a Terminator and setting him into the uh, past. So he was like so, the building block to do that. Yeah, so I think the in, in, in a way, I feel like, to me, the, just kind of the skeleton structure of the... Um, of the script, it doesn't sound bad on paper. No, you know, uh, but I do. That what you know a lot more about it than me. But what 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 was the um, whole Christian Bale blow up deal? Well, let, let's start with this. Christian Bale actually was supposed to play the Sam Worthington character, who was the actual half human, half robot, and right. they actually went the other direction and went with Sam Worthington for the character, because I don't know if anybody knows, but Sam Worthington at the time was a really ridiculously huge name in the sense that they put him in every damn movie. You couldn't go two months without seeing him in a trailer for another movie coming out. 
but when they moved on from Christian Bale and actually let him stay in the movie as John Connor, he wasn't supposed to have that big of a role. And actually, he put his foot down and demanded they make him uh, make it a larger role, make the movie more about him than the actual Terminator itself. And if that doesn't basically say he has somewhat of an ego issue, I don't know what does. Because I'm sure everyone has heard about Christian Bale screaming at the light guy. Now, don't just be sorry. Think for one second. The, the f are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I can walk around and rip that? No, shut the f up, Bruce. Do I want? No, no, don't shut me up. Yeah. Yeah. The profanity lace pirate. <laughs> yeah. Once again, because he's now played by Christian Bale, we are the fourth movie in this franchise, and we have five different John Connors. Now, I'm just mentioning that because we have one more movie to go after this. Before I mention one something. One more? Well, in 2015, I call it literally the year of nostalgia. And the reason why I say that is because... They came out with Jurassic World. They came out with Terminator Self. Uh, I'm sorry, Terminator Genesis. They came out with uh, Star Wars. Had was coming back. They had, I believe, the announcement that they're making a new Jumanji movie. Like literally, every time I kept hearing stuff, I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" But <laughs> it's the year of nostalgia. That's literally what hit me. And I love T2. It's probably one of my favorite movies I've ever watched. I put it on my top 15, honestly. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, no, that, yeah, I would say, I think most, anyone who's a fan of the Terminator franchise would say that, that is the Terminator movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it, you gotta, you gotta have one, but two, it's where, where, um, I mean, where, where the fame was made, like for me, um, and I think most everyone else, anyone you talk to, Terminator 2 was, you know, the best one. So, uh, you know, 2015, they came out, I saw the trailer for Terminator Genisys. And I say it because it's spelled J-E-N-I-S-Y-S. Why? What the hell? <laughs> but, let's go on. Uh, we had John Connor, portrayed by Jason Clark. I don't know if anybody knows who Jason Clark is, but he was in... Uh, a couple movies like Zero Dark Thirty. He was in the second uh, ins new installment version of uh, Planet of the Apes. He had done quite a few movies at the time. So now we have Jason Clark. And now I'm going to say this in the middle of this. There is a theory that each movie takes place in a different timeline. And that is why John Connor is always played by a different actor because he's a different sperm in every timeline. Wow. And honestly, that makes more sense than half of these movies, so... Yeah, yeah but it makes sense, but like, I feel like I don't know if you, who all is listening to Send Zelda. I feel like they did the same stupid stuff, but they're like, okay, this is this new timeline happened because if Ganondorf would have won, this happened, and then he's, he's, you have the child timeline, the, if he would have died, this is the... And I just feel like it's just a kind of a cop-out. <laughs> 
uh, probably a cop-out, but when you see the last two movies that, of this movies, or at least the last three, then you understand why they're trying to give a cop-out somewhere. And right. Now, you said you did not see Terminator Genesis, correct? I, I do know that um, I wanted to. I, mean, I, remember, I remember thinking, oh, that's cool, they got... Uh, they got the the girl from uh, Game of Thrones in it. Yeah, Amelia Clark, like, uh, um, uh, uh, Khaleesi. Uh, she played Khaleesi Sarah Connor, and she's actually Sarah Connor from the '80s. So she was trying to play that character. And then you had at the time another big name in Australia, uh, Jai Courtney, who I don't know if you know came from uh, Spartacus. Yeah, I mean I know that, um, and I I know he was in Suicide Squad and. Uh, mm -hmm. Trying to think off the top of my head, there's a few other. Um, Unfortunately, he was in the really, really bad Die Hard movie that came out recently. He played his son. Oh, he was in um, what is that movie that uh, that set of movies? Um, Diver Divergent is that uh, it? It's like yeah, he's I, in Divergent, right? Yeah, he's in Divergent. I hate that okay. damn movie. Just saying. Yeah. Here, Sorry you, to bring up a sore topic. No, uh, just let me spoil it for anybody that likes that movie. Um, the only reason that she is here to help save the world is because she wanted to join a group that likes to climb walls. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the podcast should start. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Jai Courtney, he played Kyle Reese, so he's the character we're going back in the future, and... For anybody that watched the, the trailer, uh, Jai Courtney shows up just like Kyle Reese did back in the 1984 movie. He shows up outside the mall. He gets the homeless guy's clothes. He goes into the mall, gets a pair of shoes, and then he's running away from the cops. And it just so happens that in this version, the cop is actually a T-1000 from the second movie. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um I'm reading up on it right now. So again, I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. But like, like, but on paper, it actually sounds like it's okay. Yeah. When you hear that, you're just like, "Oh, this is nuts," and then you find out when you're watching the movie, and then right after that scene, before they send him to the future, John Connor's actually attacked by a Terminator. And it's Spoiler like alert. it's like a nanite Terminator or something like that, and actually like inhabits him or something. I'm not sure. Whatever. But then Jai Courtney, in 1984, meets Sarah Connor, and she's actually trying to save him rather than the vice versa from the first movie. Okay, sure, I'll go with it. And then they meet Arnold Schwarzenegger, a young Arnold Schwarzenegger, actually, who kills his Terminator, who comes back in the first movie. Okay? What? Cool! And apparently he came back ten years before 1984, and he actually saved Sarah before that, so all this stuff, there's a constant timeline, time is always changing, apparently, they can do whatever they want, so whatever, kind of doesn't make sense, that's why I hate time travel movies now, but amongst everything, they decided to go into the future uh, to actually stop Genesis from restarting, Genesis is essentially uh, Skynet, but the fact that they go into the future... Uh, and they see John Connor there. They have not had sex yet. They have not created John Connor. So how is he in the future waiting for them when they haven't had sex yet? 
That is a debacle. <laughs> that's why I hate time travel movies now. So yeah, that's my where issue. Where does it end? Like, the, where does it end? Like you, someone, you, know, you travel back in time. Someone else travels back in time before that. Then they realize, <laughs> and they travel back in time before that one. It goes on forever. Yeah, and the other thing is, um, the one cool thing that I liked is because Arnold was in this movie, and it's obviously years later. He he's obviously aged. And what they did was, as they were traveling through time, he couldn't travel through time because he had damage on him. And the one thing that we learned from this movie is, you cannot send a robot back in time, he has to be covered in human's tissue. And what's kind of cool is, they actually aged his body, so when they meet him in the future, he's now the age he is now. So they actually aged him. So it was kind of a cool little thing that they did. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to see it. So what you're saying... That it was good, it's, it's worth seeing. If you want to watch it for free, yes. If you're going to pay a dollar on it, I would not do it. Because there's so many moments in it where you're just like, this is stupid. Because I don't know if anybody knows this, but actually, Terminator is the worst uh, franchise when it comes to movie trailers because they show the twist in every trailer. Really? Yes. The fact that uh, Arnold is a robot from the past, that's the twist. He's not just a human, he's a robot. Uh, that's in the first trailer from 1980s. Uh, in the 1991 movie, Terminator, he, Arnold's back, so obviously he's the villain again, but then you show the liquid Terminator's actually the bad guy. In the third movie, you actually show that the female is actually the, ba the bad person. In the f Salvation, you actually show, oh, he's actually a humanoid... Uh, you know, weird robot thing. They show that in the movie. Like, we can't just learn something throughout the movie. There's no twist. And actually, in this movie, they actually show John Connor turning into a Terminator. What? Yeah. So John Connor is a Terminator in this new oh my God. movie. Yeah, I'm, my head just exploded. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see it now. It's so stupid. But there's literally a scene where... Uh, it's John Connor, he goes up to Kyle Reese and his mother, and he's like, it's so good to see you, I've been waiting for you. And then Arnold comes up and goes to punch him, and he catches his fist, and then you see, like, the liquid kind of Terminator thing cover his skin. And I'm like, what the hell? You don't show this in the freaking trailer. Wow. So, I don't know if that's what's going to happen in the new movie coming out this uh, next year. It is next year, I just looked. Uh, but... God, I hope they don't show something stupid like that. So, um, Arnold's in this new one too, right? Yes. I don't know to what capacity, just because, like I said, he had heart surgery like a couple months ago. Um, so, yeah. I really don't know. But I know that they brought Linda Hamilton back to play uh, Sarah Connor. They have a couple different uh, actual like female badass characters that I've seen in the screenshots from this movie. I Other than that, they have not had a trailer yet. I have not seen a concept of what the movie's going to be. So, really is all up in the air. So I thought, see, and I could be wrong, so maybe you can correct me, but I thought that they had billed it as um, this is the direct sequel to Terminator 2. You know, that's what they've said, but at the same time, Terminator Genesis was a movie that erased everything after the first Terminator movie. So again, I hate time travel movies. You gotta draw a flowchart to understand. 
Trust me, a, a person that would draw the flowchart of this is like trying to understand what's going on in the X Men movies. Right. Well, maybe someone's tried and they just their head exploded and they they died. So we don't know now. Oh God, you know what? That would make me feel better, honestly. I don't know. I like I said though. I I hope this is good. Um, it's it's being produced by James Cameron and being directed by Tim Miller, the guy who actually directed the first Deadpool movie. Oh, okay, so that it sounds. I mean, it sounds promising. Yeah, I mean it. And like I said, they brought Linda Hamilton back. They have Schwarzenegger back. Uh, so, you know, God, cross our fingers. I hope this is good. But they've upset me so much with these past movies that I, all my high hopes are gone. Well, I feel like if your hopes are low, you, you go, you see it. Like, you can't really be let down. Yeah, I mean, and again, Arnold chose to be in this movie other than The Predator. And I hope it's because he looked at the script and go and went like, yeah, that movie sucks. I'm gonna do Terminator because it Cameron's back. But he even like he look look at look up recent pictures of him. He's looking. I mean, he's looking really old now. Oh, he's looking haggard. I'm not gonna lie. Haggard. He uh, so they're either gonna have to do something in the script to make it seem like uh, you know he's aged big time, or mm-hmm. um, you know do some some of that that movie magic. Uh, you know what? If you know 20th Century Fox is actually who is doing this movie and Disney actually just bought Fox so do you think they could possibly use the uh, the aging technology that they have that they used in the last couple Marvel movies because that's that's on par wasn't there a part where Tony Stark was um, like giving a presentation on on on, um, on stage and like his mm-hmm. like his son or something Looks just like him, but a kid. Well, it, yeah, it's uh, he's talking to his parents who are dead at this point, and okay. it's basically right. you see yeah. a young uh, version of uh, Robert Downey Jr. and it's actually him from I think Weird Science. Huh. So it's okay. just cool, and then it's the same thing with Ant Man. They've used him to actually look exactly like he did, say in um, Basic Instinct. It literally looks like Michael Douglas from Basic Instinct. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, if they can just use this technology on stuff. And the, actually, the trailer for Miss Marvel just came out, and they de-aged, you know, 1990 Samuel Jackson. Wow. So if they can possibly use a technology like that, you know, sky's the limit. Like badass Pulp Fiction, semi, semi LJ. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, basically that's that's our little Terminator discussion, and luckily the uh, possibly bad Predator movie got us to this point. So, well, it sounds like we probably made the right choice. I kind of discussing Terminator franchise versus a a failed a Predator um, reboot. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm gonna watch the failed Predator reboot if it is failed, but I, I have to see it firsthand to really judge it. But if it's bad, then... God, stop making Predator movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically, we come to the point of the show where I have a simple question for you, Clark. What's been grinding your gears? Well, as I said at the beginning, like mo- most, of, most of my brain power is gone because of... I got a cold. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's pretty, pretty simple. Um, I want no, nothing, no, no politics, nothing on TV, nothing... 
you know, my favorite band didn't quit. I don't know. There's nothing really, really <laughs> big time. I just don't feel real well. I get you. Uh, you know, and that grinds my gears. I, I'm glad that that is your um, grind your gears because at least that means everything's been going pretty decently for you. I think so. Good. Good. Honestly, oh man, I don't know where to start and I don't know where to end. But I guess this kind of irritated me the other day, so I'll bring this up. When most of the, one of the best things about my job is I work by myself. I see people in the beginning of my day and I see people at the end of my day and that's basically to say hi, how you doing and then I start my day. Um, the only other thing that I see is the customers at people's homes that when I drop off milk, sometimes they're there, they say hi, they want to talk a little bit, but then I'm in and out. So I, again, I consider that I work by myself. And this week I was actually covering a guy's route and I hate being babysitted, but I'd rather a guy say a problem that he has than writing it down on a note and leaving it for me. It feels like it's a note from my teacher to my parent and it drives me insane. So you're saying man up and just tell you? Just freaking tell me. So how old is he? I don't even know, honestly. Okay, I was going to say, in, in this like text world we're in now... I, I mean, want to say he's older than I am. Okay. So he's so he is just a pansy, is what you're saying. Nah, I will not confirm nor deny. Oh, wait a minute. This is a, this is a uh, podcast that he can hear. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even give a crap. Now, my truck partner, I just covered that guy's route for a week. And he was on vacation. I'm sorry so. you're dealing with that. Well, that's fine, sir. I appreciate that, though. Oh, I, th I think this podcast about in the bag. So, uh, honestly, I would like to thank all the listeners who have gone out of their way and listened to us. I personally like to thank, uh, uh, thank you, or say thank you to, uh, I don't know his personal name. I just know him as his Discord name, Fox Die. Uh, he's given us a lot of uh, feedback, and I really appreciate that. Uh, I'd also like to thank a hopefully future guest on the show, our uh, Aussie mate, uh, Lincoln. Well, hopefully we'll uh, be uh, listening to your sultry sounds on the podcast soon. Well, just real quick, Fox, we love you, man. Um, he's the classiest Fox I know. Yep, I agree with you. It's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? You're going to put that clip in there now, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but for anybody that would like to be on the show or at least just give us a suggestion for the show, um, just email us at gettingoldpod at gmail.com. Send us a topic that you'd like to discuss. If you would like to be on the show, we record every Friday or Saturday night if we can get two episodes in we try and knock them out so we're open for the rest of the week so you know we're not forced to come out with an episode last minute um, you can also find us on our website at gettingoldpod.com Clark has been working on it he's not exactly uh, as you would say the, the tech internet guy but honestly I'm pretty impressed with what he's come up with and 
Uh, hopefully we can do some more things with the podcast, but just simply email us through that uh, website as well. That's all you need to do. And all of our podcasts will be available on that site. Clark, any last words? Yeah. Um, hug someone important today. Okay. Wow, that was deep, right? But ask them if they want a hug first. You don't want... Yeah, you yeah, don't want it's those a issues. Different afterwards. kind of world now. You gotta ask. <laughs> but if they mean a lot to you and you mean a lot to them, they probably don't care. Just hug them anyway. Yeah, I agree. So if anybody wants to find us on our Facebook page, this is getting old. Uh, it's a nice little group. Uh, not a lot of people have said anything lately, but honestly, uh, we're, we post all the episodes there. Uh, we try and do fun little polls and occasionally. And if anyone like just to talk and host ideas or just comment on anything we'll comment right back we really appreciate the feedback and go to go to the website or email but don't look for me personally oh okay okay that's fine that's fine um in that case uh this is getting old hasta la vista baby